Podcasting from a town called Manalapan, New Jersey, this is That Oneness Guy, a podcast covering the many aspects and elements that embody oneness. I am your host, Danny Rongo. As an author, playwright, singer, songwriter, and activist, I am spreading my message of oneness basically to anyone who will listen. Okay, first, as always, for those who are not aware, my book the book that these podcasts derive from, which is called I Am God, and So Are You, My Friend, A Common Man's Guide to Oneness, with thanks to my publisher, Balboa Press of Hay House, is available everywhere. It comes in a hardcover, paperback, and ebook formats, and you can find it throughout the world via all of your major retailers like Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, etc., or just visit the website for my book, which is www.iamgodbook.com. I'd like to introduce you to the track you just heard for today's introduction. That was a song featured on one of my earlier CDs called Productions. And the song is called I Can't Comprehend Hate. It's a song that I wrote about a month or so after the tragic events of 9-11 and reflects exactly how I feel not just about the events of that tragic day, which is now almost 18 years ago, but what we're facing right now in our world. I hope you like it. As you know, this and all of my music can be found either on my website, dannyrongo.com, iTunes, Amazon, or any of your favorite downloading sites. And as you also know by now, if you're a listener to That Oneness Guy, I will also close out this episode with another quick clip of this song, so stay tuned. So, let's get back to podcasting. You're listening to episode number 15, Because of Oneness, I Can't Comprehend Hate. And so, my dear friends, the violence continues. After the most recent mass shootings in El Paso and Dayton, did you find yourself wondering, when will it end? I'm sure most of you did. And if you did, I feel safe to say that your follow-up question was, how will it end? Which naturally comes next. Of course, these shootings caused an uproar on social media, and, and rightfully so. Everyone seems to be pointing a finger. Everyone seems to be assigning blame to one thing or another. And what does that accomplish? Just more chaos, if you ask me. So, as the rhetoric snowballs into these colossal controversies regarding gun laws and mental health, we find ourselves still divided nonetheless and with no clear end in sight. You know, and we know what will happen. The feverish pitch that we're in right now will subside naturally. Well, 
maybe not so quickly because our presidential candidates will continue to use this topic for their hopes to garner some votes. But overall, it will still subside to some degree. Of course, until it happens again. And it will. I know it. You know it. It's just a matter of time. Because the sad truth is that acts of this kind just represent the sum of our collective consciousness. Yes, you heard me correctly. When there is any sizable group thought process in our world, that is what manifests. So I can hear some of you saying, So Danny, what you're saying is that most of the people on this planet are thinking about killing people? Well, to that I say, I hope to God not. But where the collective thought might not necessarily be about killing people, it is most definitely the complete opposite of what oneness represents. Because as we've learned so far, oneness is the state of being completely united. It is the understanding that we are one. And when we do harm to another, we only harm ourselves. Now, if you've read my book, you know that I use many quotes that depict oneness. But in light of these current shootings, I keep thinking about the quote from my favorite British poet who lived back in the 17th century. His name was Jonathan Dunn. And he said something very famous. I'm sure you all probably know it or have heard of it. He said, Any man's death diminishes me, for I am involved in mankind. Therefore, never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Now, here's as clear of a definition of oneness that you can get, and from a man who lived 400 years ago. Because in his day, in the villages, they would ring the town bell when someone had died. And to John Dunn's point, he knew that each time he heard the bell, that a part of him died as well. He understood that we are inherently connected and that we emanate from the same source. So our question remains, if you wouldn't kill or harm yourself, why would you hurt another? Now, I know that there are individuals who do not value their own life, who would actually do harm to themselves. But for the sake of oneness, we have to view that as the minority. We have to believe that the majority of beings on this planet would not harm themselves. And it is to that group, to me, and hopefully to you, that we have to reach out to because our lives depend upon it. Because these acts of hatred and atrocity will only cease when a collective consciousness of oneness overrides the current state that keeps us divided and keeps us believing that we are not one. 
So ask yourself this. Has anything else worked? Of course your answer is no. Now, some folks have asked me if I believe that this is a gun control issue. And I'll go on record right here and now to say, no, it is not. I will further my answer by saying that I am not an advocate for guns or weapons of any kind. And I most definitely would like to see better regulations put in place. But these things, and guns are things, do not work unless someone pulls the trigger. Again, my friends, we are the problem. Collectively, we are the problem. These troubled individuals, you know, feel alone and separated from their core, from their God, and from any aspect of oneness. And because we are energy, and because our collective energy has currently been one of ego, separateness, and divisiveness, what is manifesting in the minds of these individuals has been pushed to, spe I guess, specific limits or maybe points of no return, if you may. Now, I fully believe that these individuals have, in, in most cases, had pre-existing conditions which could have come from a number of possibilities, right? A lack of love, a lack of parenting, uh, bullying, a lack of money, or the loss of a job, right? And in today's society, it doesn't take much at all to push someone past that point of no return. And hell, you can even tie in the media and all of our technological advances over the past few decades that make it so easy to get information. Just keep in mind that when I talk about our collective consciousness, that includes everyone alive and breathing right now. It's not just about our country and what's going on here. It includes the whole world. And so you can clearly see because of the media and our technological advances that the state of our world is collectively in the shitter. We can all agree that it's not a world of peace and tranquility, right? It's a world of divisiveness, of separateness, and hatred. And it's all coupled together to form this boiling pot of water that is currently spilling over its edges as we speak. Now, I know that there are other countries and regions of the world that may not be as troubled as we are here in the U.S., but again, what is the collective state that we find ourselves in? Because there are obviously many more individuals thinking the opposite of oneness than there are individuals like you and I thinking and living from oneness. And that's what resonates and in turn manifests into our reality. So the question then becomes, how can we change or alter a world-encompassing collective consciousness?
I've given the answer to that question a countless number of times. You've heard it in my songs. You've seen it in my blogs. You've heard it on these podcasts. And you've most definitely read it in my book. And I will continue to share this ever so simple answer until the day I no longer exist in this physical form. But wait, and actually even beyond that, because my songs and my books and so on will be here long after I'm gone. So the answer from my perspective will always be here for you and your children and their children. And that simple answer is to change your mind. And by that, you know that I'm referring to your thoughts and how you think. For those who've read my book, you know how important our thoughts are. You're aware of the emphasis I place on our thoughts for very specific reasons. And the most important of those reasons is because what we think about expands. Right? You may have heard that quote. And for my friends who read the Bible, you know it's referred to, as you think, so shall you be. Now you also know that I place the word thought into my acronym, STEVLS, right? If you've read the book, you know what I'm referring to, STEVLS, S-T-E-V-L-S, and that stands for spirit, thought, energy, vibration, love, soul. Because any of those six words are interchangeable, and they all reflect what we are. So when I say that we are thought, you can use energy or vibration if you'd like, whatever resonates with you. I like to use thought because when I tell people to change their minds, it's easier for them to identify with how they think or thought. So, how does changing one's mind initiate a new collective consciousness? And that's where oneness comes into play. Because we are all one, and because we are all made up of thought or energy, that is what we emanate out into the world. Every single thought you have radiates into the universe and not only affects you, but affects everyone and the entire world. Now here's the proof I know that some of you are asking for. How many times have you been sitting at home and for one reason or another you start thinking about a friend of yours who lives on the other side of the country and then your phone rings. You pick it up and you go, holy shit! I was just thinking about you. And there's the proof. Why did your friend pick up his phone and call you? Because his energy, his thoughts, his vibration resonated when it felt yours thinking about him. He didn't recognize what it was. He just decided to pick up the phone and call you. He may have thought that it was just a coincidence. But if you read my book, you know there is no such thing as coincidence. There are no accidents in a perfect universe. That's one of the chapters in the book.
There are no accidents in a perfect universe. Everything is on purpose. And everything happens for specific reasons. The proof of that is because it does. It happens. So that's the proof for how our thoughts affect other people. So now, imagine if you start to change just some of your thoughts. And by that, I mean if you intentionally try to change your thoughts to those of peace, to those of love, to those of oneness, those thoughts will most definitely resonate out into the universe. It will definitely change your life immediately for starters as you'll start yourself feeling, you know, lighter. You'll feel some of the stress removed from your life. You'll feel more connected to your higher source, whatever that may be. And in turn, as you start to live and feel the effects from your new thought process, it in turn affects our collective consciousness. It has to because there's no way it cannot. Again, because we all are energy, thought, and vibration, and that's how the process begins. It begins with you and me changing our daily thoughts to ones of peace, love, and oneness. So now, if that seems difficult for you to monitor your thoughts initially, that's okay. Here's a little trick that will help you fast forward that process. I personally have found that early on, it's easier to catch yourself when you have negative or ego-driven thoughts than it is to think of oneness thoughts. And you ask why. That's because what have our predominant thoughts been to date? Everybody. They've been negative and they've been ego-driven. It's okay. Don't feel ashamed. I'm in the exact same boat. That's how I know this works. We are all the same. We have all spent the majority of our lives with ego-driven thoughts. Unfortunately, it's quite natural. And when you read my book, you'll understand more about my approach to our ego and why we have it. For now, just know that it's unfortunately necessary for us to realize our full potential because our ego represents all that we are not. So here's an example. Okay, here's an example of how to stop a negative thought. Say you're walking down the street and coming towards you is a dude with a purple mohawk. You immediately have a judgmental thought. Probably something to the effect of, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and as soon as you do, try to catch yourself. Stop that thought immediately. Just put the brakes on any form of judgment. Now, you don't have to say to yourself, hey, gee, that's a stellar hairdo. No, I don't mean that. I mean, just come from a place of acceptance. See the dude with the mohawk coming at you and just leave it at that. Because when it comes right down to it, he's not doing anything wrong. Because right and wrong imply judgment, right? He's being and doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing at that exact moment. 
And that is why acceptance is such an integral facet of oneness. So just by allowing this dude to be what he is, you in fact have stopped a negative thought emanating into the universe. And by not emanating a negative thought into the universe, at least you're not adding anymore to the already shitty collective consciousness that we're stuck with. So, that's an example of how I learned to catch some of my negative and ego-driven thoughts. And the more I have been able to catch myself, the more I naturally started to focus on thoughts of love, peace, and oneness. It's a very natural progression, and one that I'm sure you'll love once you begin to see the changes in yourself. And that, my friends, is how we do this. That is how we turn this shit show around. In the same way it got here, only with polar opposite thoughts. For over centuries, we as a species have grown so far away from oneness. This is where we now find ourselves. Hating and killing each other. It's so fucking sad. And, and, and it, it really tears me up inside, as I'm sure it does you as well. But like my one song says, I am the eternal optimist from, Pop, from Fine Pollyanna. I am an eternal optimist. I will never give up. I'm worth it. You're worth it. And our children so deserve a better life than what's currently available to them. Remember, it's up to you and me. Try. I mean, really try to monitor some of your daily thoughts. Even something as simple as waking up on a rainy day and the first thing out of your mouth is, oh man, this sucks. Don't. Don't go there. Stop and change your thought right then and there. And you can say something to the effect of, hey, at least I don't have to water the grass. You see the difference? We always have a choice in how and what we think. Just know how important that it is. Because whatever we're thinking, it's going out into the universe. And it's either adding already to the shitty collective consciousness or it's adding to the side of oneness, peace, and love that's going to turn and reverse that and change this world. Again, we always have a choice in how and what we think. And I know that personally, I cannot comprehend hate. Maybe it's just me. I think not. I think I'm in the majority when it comes to this topic, and that's what I'm going on. So, thank you again for listening to the podcast I'm calling That Oneness Guy. This has been episode number 15, Because of Oneness, I Can't Comprehend Hate. If you've liked what you've been listening to, please take a moment to subscribe to this feed, either on my website, dannyrongo.com, at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or at my podcast website, courtesy of Buzzsprout, which is buzzsprout.com, and just search for that oneness guy. And know that as an extra bonus, this podcast has been added to your smart home devices. So all you need to say is either, hey, Alexa, or hey, Siri, play that oneness guy. 
to listen anywhere in your homes. And please follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook so you can stay in touch with all things oneness and especially my book, I Am God, and So Are You, My Friend, A Common Man's Guide to Oneness, which, as I mentioned earlier, is now available everywhere. And please check out the website for my book, which can be found at IamGodBook.com. It's a really cool interactive site with photos, videos, a blog that you can be part of too. So you just got to add your email and you can join in on the conversation. I've been posting blogs fairly often. So please check it out. There's always something new for you there. And finally, if you live in New Jersey, I have been uh, having some book signing events that have been going over great at various Barnes and Noble stores throughout the state. These events have been so cool. I love meeting new folks and talking about oneness and especially hearing their take on it. So please stay in touch with my websites for those events as I would love to meet you. Actually, my next book signing event is this Saturday afternoon, August 17th. I'll be at the Barnes and Noble uh, Freehold store, Freehold, New Jersey. It actually is my local uh, store because that's the next town over from me. From 3 p.m., again, Saturday, August 17th, August 17th at the Barnes & Noble in Freehold from 3 p.m. So for now, again, my name is Danny Rongo. Please look for my next show. And until then, um, as always, I send you peace, love, light, and continued oneness. Namaste. Torn, and what's left I share with you I can't comprehend hate My heart does not know What their thought was that day And why it was so I won't comprehend hate Or this God forsake you We all suffered most When the earth stood still What's left I share with you